This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And now, from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is the CMO Spotlight. With insight from top executives on how to address the key challenges facing the business world and the marketing industry. Here are your hosts, Catherine Hayes and Jenny Rooney. Welcome to the CMO Spotlight. I'm Catherine Hayes. The CMO Spotlight airs the last Friday of every month at 9 a.m. Eastern and replaying during the week of the new month to bring you fresh, firsthand insights into how today's top chief marketing officers are addressing these crazy challenges that are going on right now in our business and how they're really gearing up for the future. So without further ado, I wanted to introduce our next guest. We're going to be welcoming Peter Georgie. He's the Chief Marketing Officer of Celebrity Cruises. Welcome to the show, Peter. Hello there. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. We um, we wanted to start by just asking you a little bit about your background. Um, we just spoke with Jeff Brooks, um, the CMO of uh, Casper, and he has a similar background to yours in that he also came from the agency world before he took on the CMO mantle. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background, please. I am a proud Casper owner. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Ten points. He's listening. He's listening right he's now, Peter. Notes. Oh, he said, actually, he did say, right, yeah. Jenny, that he wants to chat about a, you know, possible collaboration. Yeah. You have a lot of collaboration. Fill, so. so, yeah. A lot of beds. Um, yeah, well, that's really interesting. I didn't know that about his background. But I, um, you know, I think the formative years for me started at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, which was about 2006. Um, and so that was, you know, an ad agency that had kind of redefined uh, what marketing was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They were making these incredible campaigns. It was, it was really, um, I think, the moment that my career sort of started to to move in a super positive direction because it was just, I've talked about it like joining the Rolling Stones or something. That's how <laughs> I felt because those those people were rock stars to me truly. When I, I can still remember walking into the lobby and seeing Alex and mm-hmm. Chuck, and these were idols. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough to, to land that gig and stayed there for almost nine years. Uh, and it was it was named um, Agency of the Decade, I remember. It was. And uh, Chuck Porter was on our Global Advisory Board for the Wharton Future of Advertising program. He was one of the initial starters of, of the whole program 10 years ago. So, yeah, big fans, big fans. Yeah, just being around the kind of energy and yeah. the way that, that the agency really taught you to dig into problems in a strategic way. And Mm -hmm. I think it was often, it was funny to me to speak to people outside the agency who assumed uh, we were just a bunch of yahoos running around coming up with crazy ideas. But (laughs) the, you know, the the dirty secret was that everything that agency did Mm. was grounded in something really deep and meaningful um, and interesting. Well, it's nice to hear you say that, especially at a time when, God, agencies are just under fire like never before, right? So it's, it's, they are. It's, it's, you know, it's good to hear you articulate really what the value can be and um, what you bring from that experience to what you're doing today, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I have a real um, affinity for the work that agencies do and the fact that, uh, that work is so important, and it tends to be work that folks like me don't get the time to do anymore. Sure. So much of my day is mm. occupied with other things. But what really gives me um, energy and what gets me out of bed is uh, are those big, potentially game-changing ideas that you can come up with if you 
find something and nurture it and protect it and make sure no one comes near it and then bring it you know out into the world <laughs> it's, it's an incredibly difficult um, mm. process so the delicacy you... of of ideas yeah for sure yeah. so did you um, also have experience at other uh, client-side marketers as well prior so to celebrity I did yeah I was I was very fortunate um, to work on vitamin water and uh, work with the Coca-Cola company for a number of years when I was at CPB. And through that, met Jonathan Mildenhall, who's uh, Super a cool. great guy to know. And, sure. um, <laughs> and yeah. he kind of changed my life. You know, that is the other thing about being um, being at an agency. You get exposed to all these different clients, and you get exposed to different leaders mm. and, um, and thinkers. thinkers. Yeah. And um, Jonathan went to, you know, left Coca-Cola right. and went to a, a little company called Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and brought me over to Airbnb to be head of global advertising, um, I think, in about 2000, 2014. Hmm. Um, and so that was my first client-side job. And in some ways, it was more chaotic than the agency world, which is, I guess, a little bit non-traditional, but that's how <laughs> things are. But I think it's fantastic because, I mean, talk about a, a, a background that that comes together probably with such power for what you're doing now, right? right. I mean, <laughs> agency world startup experience and, and now not here just you any are. agency not just any startup sure. <laughs> right. right and now here you are at celebrity so talk a little bit about celebrity for people who, who who aren't familiar with the company and the brand and sort of you know how you guys differ from frankly a very another very um competitive market um talk about the celebrity difference <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question um so celebrity is uh we're a global cruise line um we sail to 300 different cities all seven continents including antarctica um Ooh. and uh, i know we, we have two sailings wow. to go to yeah, antarctica really? that's an and interesting... i was once told by a guest it was not enough um wow. but i would say it's exactly enough <laughs> enough times um and we sit in in a space that we call modern luxury uh, so, you know, in cruising, you have very traditional, um, you know, sort of old school luxury brands. Um, and what we do isn't that. What we do is sort of constantly moving forward is um, very design focused, very much about mm. the culinary experience and then the way that we bring you to the destination, but also the way that we bring the destination on board. Um, so we would say that we're sort of a premium cruise line, but not uh, we're not an old school luxury cruise line. Mm-hmm. It's not exclusive in that way. Um, very, you know, something that's very attainable and yet aspirational. So, you know, it's funny, Catherine and I were talking before and full disclosure, neither of us have ever been on a cruise. And I do think it's an interesting form of travel, vacation and and way for people to spend money that, you know, you you almost have to kind of get people on board with the concept of cruising. <laughs> yes. I'm, I am all over today. This is <laughs> on a roll. Um, but but how do you do that, right? Because I feel like yeah. there probably is that initial sell before the, the brand promotion. Right. You know what I mean? So talk and, a little bit about that. So, you know, strategically, it's not that different from where Airbnb was when I joined, mm. which was that you had this product that was sort of, um, you know, it was taking over the world in a lot of respects, figuratively and literally. Right, literally. But uh, the barrier was that for, was trial. Once you got somebody to try, mm-hmm. um, then they often came back because they, they had a great experience. The difference is that those initial stays, you know, for an Airbnb guest tend to be a night or two nights, sort of low investment um, for mm-hmm. us. You know, I can't, I can't mail out a sample of a cruise. It's not like Tide or something like that. I, I can't send it to you in the mail. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to get you on board. Um, and Literally. one of the ways, 
you know, so one of the the real focus for us, frankly, is on product, is on developing ships and experiences on board that that have the ability to just kind of break through those mythologies that people have and those prejudices they have against cruising. Um, I, you know, I remember after my first interview uh, with Lisa, staying overnight and um, mm. which wasn't planned, but staying over and then going to tour a ship. And um, I walked on, you know, I walked on and it took me a split second to realize yeah, I can sell this. This is, yeah. this is an incredible product that not enough people know about. Mm-hmm. And as a marketer, that's fantastic. Sure. Right. Um, we've all had to sell terrible products that everybody knows about, and that's not a great gig. <laughs> but if, right. you can, if you can introduce people to something that they have a predisposition against and get them to say, wait, this isn't what I thought it was. That's really powerful. And also just, I mean, in doing the research for this, it's, I, I'm sold, Jenny. We, I think that we're not going to be able to say what, what we just said uh, very long because it looks like a, literally a fabulous experience, like just through and through that you've thought of of everything. And now you're revitalizing the whole fleet? Is that That's what? right. Yeah, that's right. Tell so us we're, about we're that. investing uh, about $500 million to go through <laughs> what we're calling the Celebrity Revolution. Wow. And essentially, it's taking all of our ships over oh. uh, about a five-year period into dry dock, tearing them essentially down to the steel and Man. building them back up again. Oh, um, my gosh. And what's a, your role in that? Mine, my, my role is to make sure people know about it, it. Um, make sure that we tell the story in the right way, that mm-hmm. it's powerful enough and everyone understands the scope of what we're doing. Um, I do say that, so I think that investment and what we're doing to the product, that's marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It has to be, right? Right, that's what, right. And then I love that you're going to tell that story, right? I mean, that's, that's part it. of building the brand and awareness. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's, it's also part of the... Um, you know, saying we're modern luxury means that the experience has to evolve. It's always sort of mm. moving forward. If we were a different kind of uh, brand, then it might be fine to leave the ships the way that they are. But we have an obligation, you know, to the brand and to the business to continually push it. Um, and it, it's really about Celebrity Edge, which is the ship that, that comes out uh, this fall. Um, I was just over in saint Nazaire, France, actually taking a tour of the ship and seeing it in progress, which is... Just incredible. It's the first time I've gone to a shipyard and seen these things as they're coming together. But the attention to detail and the mm-hmm. craftsmanship and the way that that ship will be once it's in the water is unlike anything else I've ever seen. It's really and I was it's only, really special. I was only um, I wasn't even kidding in terms of like what your role is because you know as we discussed um, with Jeff just before, but Jenny and I talk about it all the time since it's a big challenge for chief marketing officers are the silos and yeah. and breaking those down. So this, as to your point about th- the product is marketing, what these are is the experience, what they're building is what you'll be talking about. So how how does that relationship work for you as these as this process? What is are happening? those conversations like? It's actually incredibly um, borderless process mm. here. So as we're going through, um, you know, the meetings that where decisions are being made about uh, paint colors and about what the room looks like and how many rooms to add or take away. I'm part of those. I'm part of those meetings with uh, Lisa Lutoff Perlow, who's our president and CEO, um, and the rest of the executive team. Got We're it. in those meetings together. Got it. Um, I'm with sales. I'm with hotel operations. Uh, culinary folks are there. Revenue management is there. We're all truly in it together, um, and so it's. It sort of happens very naturally. Mm-hmm. I think of it a bit like 
um, I often make analogies to, you know, to music or things like that. And I think what we do is a bit like jazz. We all know what key we're playing in and we know the tempo and we all kind of get together and figure it out and it ends up sounding pretty good. And That's with great. each your own areas of expertise and yeah. and yeah, virtuosity, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know, one of the things that Catherine and I were talking about before the show is just this whole concept, and we brought it up, too, with our interview with Jeff, but this concept of personalization and how, like, everything's becoming so hyper-personalized. You know, marketing is becoming so, like, you know, you know to the person, right, and the human component and sort of that, that relationship. And, I mean, obviously that's always been there, but just the technology that exists today to enable that to happen. You know, how are you looking at the new technologies that are out there? I mean, be it voice or, I mean, there's so many just amazing platforms for um, for connection uh, with the individual. How are you sort of leveraging some of those opportunities for building this? I mean, because people, if they're going to go have an experience like this, they really want to feel like, you know them, and it's you're catering too. to them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So the halo is that it's super contemporary, modern sort of um, company to engage with. So how, how are you sort of negotiating all that? Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big consideration. And the, so for us, it, it comes down to two parts. Um, the first part, which is the, really the opposite of what you're talking about, is just gaining more mass awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, Cruise is still only about 4% of the travel market. Wow. And, yeah, really it's incredibly small for something that seems incredibly large. Yeah. Um, and so you've, you have to just get more people thinking about cruise, which tends to mean more traditional marketing. Um, but the goal of that traditional marketing is always to bring people you know, into our own channels. We want to get them onto our website. We want to get them to call a travel agent. Um, we want to get them to... Um, you know, to, to call one of our, um, one of our uh, CO agents in our, in our call center, for example. Mm-hmm. We want to sort of get them thinking about us um, pretty quickly. Uh, once we, we've actually had an interaction, we're spending a lot more time on personalizing, you know, the marketing experience, on personalizing the, the emails that go out um, pre-cruise, on, um, ah. on personalizing, you know, the, the banner ads that we serve to you and the way that they're served so they're actually relevant. Um, we're also making a huge investment in technology here at, at uh, Royal Caribbean, which is our parent company, um, you know, developing uh, an app, which we haven't had previously, that really will become sort of the centerpiece of everything that you're doing on mm-hmm. board. That'll count down to, you know, to uh, your departure date. That'll Super teach you cool. about where to go in the ship. Um, and help you really personalize your experience so that it's so that you're getting the most out of it. Like your your vacation, yeah, your it's... shuffleboard time is now. <laughs> Everything's curated. No shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those are the kinds of. I thought it was coming back. Stop it, Catherine. <laughs> okay. Sorry, nothing against shuffleboard. It's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I imagine it's sort of with a modernistic twist, and uh, but anyhow, yeah. Yeah. Super yeah, but exciting. those are the you know it's. Um, I love that. You have to find the you have to find the line right where, just because the technology exists, it doesn't mean that we should be using it. Yeah, great point. Actually, make the guest experience better. We don't want to inundate them. We don't want to cross the line and be creepy. That's not a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that they're in charge of the experience and that we're educating them. Um, cruising, I think, is a bit of a skill. You know, the the mm. first time you cruise. It's quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The ship is large. It's um, it's a completely new experience. 
where do I go? You know, where's the main dining room? Uh, where's the gym? Where's my room? What is fore and aft? What's port and starboard? <laughs> I, I never make... thought of that before. It's a very active vacation experience, right? I mean, it depends upon the real, like, involvement or, or true participation of the yeah, guests. No, absolutely. And I think that's, um, it's one of the things I love about it is that the cruise, there's, look, the ship is a vehicle, truly. It will bring you someplace. Whether you choose to to leave the ship in port is up to you. If you'd like to join right. a shore excursion, that's up to you. If you'd like to grab a car and, and head into downtown Helsinki, you can do that. Um, whatever it is you'd like, if you want it to be a relaxing spa-based sort of vacation, you can have that. Um, if you want to go you know, rock climbing or, or uh, travel with sled dogs in Alaska, you can do that too. Um, it's just a means of getting someplace. Mm. And I think it's what I truly love about it is that the experience of sailing into a city is really unlike anything else. It's not like arriving by air. (laughs) It's not like driving in. When you sail into Stockholm, you see Stockholm opening up in front of you on the horizon and you feel like some kind of ancient explorer or something like that. When you sail into Venice or St. Petersburg or even Miami where I am right now, it's just totally different. It's the way that we used to arrive places. It's the way that we used to discover new places. Mm. And there's, I just feel like an intense sense of being connected to everyone who came before us who, you know, got out there and explored the world a little bit. And almost didn't have any choice about how they got from right. one place to another. This, <laughs> yeah. this was the, the only totally. way. So the only talk way. about rich, rich fodder for, for, for brand messaging. So, totally. I mean... That's fantastic. Well, we just have a couple of more minutes, um, and I wish I wish we had a lot more because there's 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 so much richness to what it is that's within your purview and what you're doing and how much you're investing. But but maybe just some of the key takeaways of late that you've had. Literally, we've got about about a minute and a half okay. um, that you think our listeners should be keeping an eye on right now, given your vantage point. Yeah, just in terms of the industry overall. Yes, yep. please. So uh, the thing to me that I think about a lot is not being distracted by the shiny objects and being overwhelmed by technology. Um, There's more emphasis than ever on data, on big data, but I always come back to what do we do with that data? Um, How do we use it in service of the guest or in service of the customer so it makes their decision-making process better and they're more informed and feel empowered? so I have three books on my desk, and one is Bill Bernbach's, one is David Ogilvy, and one is by um, George Lois. And those are very mm-hmm. old books about marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think they've been surpassed ever because they're really about storytelling and yeah. narrative and emotion um, and about communicating why your product is different. So I try to think a lot about stripping away the noise and um, really getting to the heart of what makes your brand special and, and sticking to that. That's wise words. Yep. Absolutely. But you should add beyond advertising to your desk. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. Yeah, do it. Do it. I have to support my Thank you. My I should. I just love those. You know, they're my heroes. <laughs> I was going to say they're, they're in them. Um, anyhow, so I, I do want to thank you so much for joining us today, Peter. It's It's been a, a true pleasure. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Peter Georgie, he is the chief marketing officer of Celebrity Cruises. You can follow him on Twitter at Peter 
G-I-O-R-G-I, or learn more about what they're doing, which you really should at Celebrity.com. Really some interesting things, including the bar that floats up and down. Jenny, you've got to check it out. I will check that out. (laughs) For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 